This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. This is the American Toffee Podcast, your source for stateside views on Everton Football Club. Hosted by Alex Johnson and James Boyman. Emergency American Toffee Podcast here, everybody. We're jumping on the mics unexpectedly, or I guess you could say expectedly. James here with Alex to discuss the official news today, breaking that Marco Silva has been sacked, relieved of his duties at Finch Farm, and the club will begin immediately looking for, or hopefully have been looking for, his successor. In the meantime, we have Duncan Ferguson, Big Dunk, taking over the reins for the Chelsea match this Sunday. And let's kick things off, Alex. Your one-word reaction to today's news. Hmm. I'm going to stick with your word you said earlier. It's changed too early, and that would be expected. Actually, you know what? No, no, no. I want to New word, sad. And the reason why I'm sad is because, A, I really liked Marco Silva as, as, a, as a guy and, and actually really as a man manager. Obviously, you know, he had questionable decisions along the way, just as any literally any manager does. But unfortunately, it did not work out for him. And he was maybe slightly drugged through the mud, but it was a lose-lose situation no matter what. And so here we are, 18 months on, honestly only like six or seven months on from when, you know, we started crushing teams left and right towards the end of the season last season. And we're just back to what feels like step one of this huge project that we've been, you know, promised and and been apparently a part of for the last handful. Yep. And I don't, and frankly, it just became... It got to a point where it was just there. It was best for both parties to kind of step back and and move on. I agree with you, Alex. I always I liked Marco Silva in a lot of ways. I mean, he could come off as cold to the press, maybe outward facing, um, seemed like a very stoic character. But one thing I will say about him is that he always spoke very respectfully of the club, and he always spoke as if he understood what the fans expected and what fans wanted. And you can't say the same for some of the other managers. Namely, you know, the most recent sacking before this, Sam Allardyce, I think the sentiment when he was let go was utter joy and rejoicing and and happy to see him finally leave. This feels much more somber and yeah, just sad. You really hit the nail on the head. It, it I think everyone kind of really, really wanted this to work out, but it reached a point where Eight defeats in our last 11 matches. We've only won four out of 15 this season, sitting in the relegation places and absolutely throttled away at our biggest rival yesterday. There's just no, there's really no coming back from that. And it was kind of over after the Norwich game, the 2-0 loss to to the team at the bottom of the table. I think that was really the tipping point. Although you could argue there have been people calling for his head from the beginning, almost, you know, very early on mid-season last season. And those cries kind of continued. There was never a great deal of confidence. I don't think he ever really cemented himself where to the point where fans really, everyone was behind him. But it is it is notable that he did get us some very good results towards the end of last season. And what a far cry from that. We are at a point right now where we're staring relegation square in the face and something has to change dramatically in order to turn things around. And it just was clear that Marco Silva wasn't going to be able to be the man to do it. So it's just, it's sad because I think he had a lot of good qualities about him, but his inflexibility tactically, making the same mistakes over and over, 
the reactive rather than proactive substitutions game after game, just it, it couldn't go on any longer. And I don't think anyone really wanted him to go on the board level based on the how long they let him stick around to turn things around. But it just it was past the point of no return and something had to be done. Yes. I mean, you know, I saw a graphic earlier comparing the last, I don't know, five or so Everton managers and their win percentages. And Marco Silva was in dead last at like 35%. I think Moyes, funnily enough, was first with maybe like 42%. Don't, don't, please don't quote me on that specifically, but I'm pretty sure it was pretty close to that. Point being, where we find ourselves now, Marco Silva has left, and for the last week or so, David Moyes has been the number one front runner with all sorts of rumors flying around that he would come in as an interim manager, and then other people starting to say today that you know, he would have a clause in his contract that said if he finished finished eighth place or higher, he could stay longer. So I found that to be a really interesting stat on Twitter earlier. And, you know, what I found really interesting about the announcement was with all these rumors flying around about David Moyes, which obviously could still happen, the announcement said that Big Dunk would be taking over, right? So I think, I don't know how it worded at the end, like for the next week or at the weekend. So that probably indicates I don't plan on keeping him on. They're just going to treat him like Unsworth. You know what I mean? Yeah, it will definitely be in a temporary capacity. Um, I'm sure the board are looking frantically and, fr- and and I'd be dumbfounded, absolutely shocked if they haven't been looking and having conversations behind the scenes for weeks now. But I think par- part of the biggest reason why he ha- Marco Silva hadn't been given the sack yet was because the board has been unable to find a suitable replacement and the instability that comes from sacking your coach with no replacement in mind, uh, given our position in the table was extremely risky and is extremely risky. Make no mistake about it. They'll be looking to get someone in very quickly to stabilize things and, and turn things around, hopefully. But I mean, you look at the the points return, and like you mentioned, Alex, the low win percentage leaves Marco Silva 1.28 points per game average, lowest of any Everton manager since Walter Smith, who was the predecessor to David Moyes. With the amount of investment that's gone into the squad, it's just not good enough. Flat out, no question about it. This is a team that has invested heavily. We've got money now. The excuses kind of dried up. And though Marco Silva, I'm sure if you asked him in a private room with no cameras on, would say, would give a lot of things that maybe didn't go his way as far as transfers that he wanted. And there's no question the injury bug has has played a major role. VAR also contributing. And just dumb luck essentially was bad and not in his favor for most of the season. And when you have the the instability in the squad, the injuries, and the bad luck, it all kind of compounds and reaches a point where there's just nothing. It didn't seem like he was ever going to be able to turn it around. The fans, I don't know how much the fans really have to do with it, but Everton Twitter and the fan sentiment lately has been pretty, pretty just awful. It's been an, an angry mob. I think I called it on our Discord earlier. And I kind I hate that because I think, as I mentioned on a previous episode, if the board are to sack him, it has to be because they come to the consensus that that's the right thing to do and not because of any outside influence. Ultimately, they're the ones that make the decision and they're responsible for taking the club in the right direction. It just leaves us with a bit of a sour taste in our mouth. And you said earlier, Alex, back to square one, it very much feels like that. But at the same time, we're really not that far down in the relegation, you know, in the table to the point where, you know, one or two wins and all of a sudden things are looking up again. But it didn't look like Marco Silva was going to be able to get those two wins to sort of right the ship. And I think that's what really did him in. It absolutely did. So let me ask you this, right? All right. We agree Big Dunk probably only be here for a match or two. 
Now, my question to you is, do you think we're going to end up with David Moyes through the rest of the season? It's a good question. All the media reports seem to be indicating that. What I will say is that, and, and I also have tweeted this in the past, since Marcel Brands has taken over, it's been pretty apparent that all the supposed ITKs around surrounding the team are not so much ITK as much as guessing wildly. And to me, David Moyes seems like the most obvious and easy link to make to get clicks. It logically, I mean, you can you can see why it makes sense. I would be very surprised if Marcel Brands okays that. To me, David Moyes seems like a Bill Kenwright appointment through and through. Doesn't seem like the type of man Marcel Brands would envision uh, taking the club in the right direction. Can Moyes come in and do a job for us and keep us up? Yes. Is keeping us up right now? Do we want to revert back to the to Sam Allardyce hiring where we that was our primary objective and essentially waste the rest of the season only to then... Uh, start again next summer, start fresh, back to square one, a new a new dawn, false dawn. Uh, I, I really, I can't see it. I would be, I would rather see David Moisen than some of the other names that are being floated around. But my point is that I don't know how much credence I give to any of these rumors based on Marcel Brands' actions thus far as director of football. I think his, he operates in the shadows. He likes to keep things under wraps to maintain a strong negotiating position for anything. And I think that's what he's going to continue to do as he moves forward because really this this all comes back to him, right? I mean, Silva works for Marcel Brands or worked for, for Marcel Brands. And now the Marcel Brands is finally going to choose his guy because much has been made of the fact that Silva was really Farhad Moshiri's guy this whole time. Brands never really wasn't the guy to pick him. Now, is he going to be given the reins to make the signing to bring in his guy that they can align on a vision and really, really kind of kick this project up a notch? I certainly hope so, but I I really just hope that the board has some degree of stability and makes the right decision with confidence and they feel feel good about the direction that the club is headed and don't make any knee-jerk, um, really, really quick decisions that are ultimately just going to set us back in the long term. Yeah, you know, you made me feel a little bit better. And I really, really hope you're right. You know, I, I guess that's a good point, right? Like all the quote unquote Twitter in the nose or, or social media in the nose may not always be as right as we think they are. I think a lot of times it's just kind of like a grasp at straws, right? Like we want to believe so bad, but I, you know, I, I just, I hope that Marcel Brands was indeed hired to actually do his job and knowing him, or at least thinking I know someone about him, it would seem that he probably wouldn't take the job if he was not promised or assured he would get those liberties. So I'm hoping that it might, well, I'm hoping it will be a much more exciting appointment. However, in the same vein, I also don't want to pull the trigger on someone if if there's someone that we feel could be a better target that might only be available in the summer. You know, I kind of mentioned this throughout the last few months or so. Signing a manager in the middle of the season is probably not the best, just like trying to sign a player in the middle of the season in January. So with that, it could also be in our best interest to to wait it out and just get get a stopgap kind of manager. But that that makes me worry about the younger players in the squad, right? You know, to this point, Tom Davies had like three managers since he moved up into the first team, and we really, I mean, I think everyone in the fan base feels that his his progress progress is stagnated, almost like Holgate, really. And then Lookman was off. We've got Moise Keane sitting on the bench. You know, a lot to think about and a lot of different thoughts pulling me different ways. What I will say about David Moyes is because I, I have seen this narrative start to emerge on social media and there seems to be a lot of vitriol directed towards David Moyes and the thought of him returning as Everton manager. Um, I saw some tweets 
about how Moyes contributed to the complacent attitude of the club and the underperformance over recent years. Um, I followed Everton very, very like from afar during the end of David Moyes' tenure, probably the last couple of years. I never watched them regularly under Moyes, but David Moyes contributed to Everton. I think you know regularly competing for top eight, top seven places, which again not good enough by by the standard, but based on the the budget that he was given. I think anyone from an outside looking in would say that he did an outstanding job. He was our, um, our, our rock essentially. He really, he really gave us stability at, at the club in a time when we really needed it. And without him, who knows where we'd be, frankly. So I think it's a little um, disrespectful to, to Moyes, some of the things that I've seen said about him, because I think frankly, the club owe him a lot. Um, is it the right, is it, it just seems like it'd be going back in time, trying to go back in time by re- rehiring him and bringing him in. So I can understand from that angle, but I, I won't stand for like the David Moyes slander, frankly. And probably a lot of our listeners that are American, similar to both you and I, never really watched Everton under David Moyes. But the the fact I think a lot of us chose Everton was because, well, they weren't a top six side. They weren't regular or a top four side even back then, but they were regularly towards the top half of the table. And, and again, David Moyes has all, had a ton to do with that. He was a, a huge part of that made some really, really good signings on a tight budget. And so um, is he the right man to take us forward? Probably not, but I don't think that we should d- dismiss what he did for the club in the past. Um, but let's pivot away from that a little bit because I, I don't want to speculate too much because, again, I, I expect Marcel Brands is working behind the scenes, uh, really <laughs> probably not going to sleep very much over the next few days, trying to get something over the line, whatever that is. I did want to kind of just have a little in memoriam, so to speak, remember some of the good times under Marco Silva. Namely, I have four victories that we achieved under Marco Silva that I will remember very fondly. And I think most people know what's coming. First one being the 5-1 against Burnley. Remember when we switched to that five at the back unexpectedly and absolutely throttled them. I believe that was on Boxing Day. Yeah, uh, I, unfortunately, was, I, I was, was just about to make that point. Five at the back at that point. Yeah. And then unfortunately that was followed by a one nil loss to Leicester on New Year's, which less said about that the better. The other three being the two nil versus Chelsea, the one nil versus Arsenal, and the four nil versus Man U. Those are things that Evertonians have waited a long time to experience. We're not accustomed to beating those sides regularly. So when we went on that little run towards the end of the season, it was magical and, and it really inspired, I think, everyone with hope that Silva might be the man to take us forward. At the end of the day, it just turned out to be a blip on the radar of what was overall a very, very poor tenure with not nearly enough uh, return and some really bizarre selection decisions. So I don't know, Alex, do you have any final thoughts on on Marco Silva departing? Not necessarily on Marco Silva departing, but really just the last question on my mind, which you know you don't have to answer, is how different will the team look this weekend against Chelsea with Big Dunk at the helm? It'll be very interesting because, you know, the manager's gone, but the the players remain the same and we really still don't have a ton of options. Uh, following the Derby defeat yesterday, I was one of my uh, best friend's friends is a really big Liverpool fan. So we kind of text back and forth. For the most part, I ignore him just because, you know, F him. But <laughs> he did ask me, what is Everton's best 11 if healthy? And I said, uh, probably Sidibe at the back, maybe Seamus Coleman. So we don't even really know who's our best right back. So that um, that lends itself, you know, Saturday, who does Big Dunk pick? I bet he picks James Coleman. Center backs, I think you have to go with Mina and Holgate. Michael Keane, just abysmal yesterday. 
really, really looked out of place. And then, of course, Luca Dean. The midfield's where things kind of get interesting. Uh, I expect Tom Davis to start. I don't know about the status of, of Fabian Delph. And Gilfie Sigurdsson, of course, the whipping boy, went nearly 20 minutes without a touch yesterday, which was unacceptable by any standard, especially a player who's the most expensive in our squad. So I would like to see Alex Iwobi at the 10. Front three, Richarlison. I really, really want to see Moise Keane start. I think that that will do a lot to uh, bolster fan spirits if we see him get some minutes from a start because he looked, he's looked dangerous in every single substitute appearance he's made. And I think this is the type of game where he can really thrive. And then I would like to see Bernard, um, who played all right yesterday. So for me, I think, yeah, I think you almost have to shoehorn Richarlison back out on the on the right. But I'm, I'm interested to hear what you think, Alex. What do you expect? I think it's pretty close to what you expect. Um, I want to see Iwobi start at the 10. I think Big Dunk is probably smart enough to do so. You know, it, I think it just comes down to Marco Silva has probably has different favorite players than Big Dunk might, right? They could have different values. They might interact with different players differently. And so just based on that alone, you know, and looking at a lot of Marco Silva's selections through, you know, the last 18 months, I wonder if we might see some of the the quote unquote favorites that we've always expected in the lineup dropped. I, I think I'm pretty much exactly close to what you're at. I really hate the idea of Richarlison playing on the right. But if Bernard can f- perform better on the left, I guess I can settle. And Moise, Moise Keane, I'd like to see him start up top. Um, I, I really have a hard time voting against Dominic Calvert-Lewin, but I understand, you know, if you're not scoring goals, you're not scoring goals. Unfortunately, he was like five and five until Jank Tosin got his his chance. So that is, I don't know. I, it's a big question mark. Moise Keane would be cool. That's, that's I guess, my rounding out <laughs> thoughts, James. All right. I think that's going to do it for us guys. I mean, it's, it's been a, a whirlwind couple of days, just the overwhelming sense of, of defeat, I guess, which, you know, not only with the manager leaving and, and reverting back to the start of rebuilding yet again, but coupled with the slaughter that we witnessed yesterday, it's going to be difficult. Chelsea are in really good form. Frank Lampard has his team playing very well. Um, we'll see what team turns up if they're able to sort of right the ship. I don't expect to see anything dramatically different with Duncan Ferguson in charge. I think we could be in for a really long December, frankly, and I know that's not a great note to leave on, but let's hope Marcel Brands is still the man with the plan and he can see us through this and, and on to greener pastures, guys. We'll be with you on Sunday following the Chelsea match, whatever the result may be. Not going to bother with score predictions this time because we're kind of just going to let this all of this whirlwind settle and, and we'll see where we come out on the other side. So we'll catch you guys next time. Until next time, up the toffees. Thanks for tuning in to the American Toffee Podcast. Come join our Discord community at invite.gg ATP and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at USA Toffee Pod.